Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. Today, I am joined by Tyler. Oh, that's me. Hi. Hello. And Marco. Oh, that's me. That's him. Okay. And I'm Sean. Uh, we're going to be talking. <laughs> we're going to be talking about four of Marvel and DC's biggest releases this week. As we close out the year, I feel like both companies have really been uh, putting out some really great comics. So I'm excited to talk about these four. We've got Wastelanders Wolverine, number one. Tyler, what do you have to say about this cover? It's got Cyclops on it, so it's good. All right, but who did it? <laughs> um, I, I don't know who did that cover, to be honest. Is that... That doesn't look like uh, our boy Is McNeven that, uh, to you? Uh, uh, no? It doesn't look like McNeven to me, no. Well, let's doesn't. find out who did it. Let's let's look. It looks more uh, like uh, the guy who did... It, Is it McNiven? It absolutely is. No, no McNiven has really changed up his style. It, it sure is, man. No, it says right here, Jose Maria Casanovas. The... But this is this is not. I don't believe this is cover A. I think this is cover B. That is. That's the regular cover. This is cover A. It's the one I All got right, guys, that's A, the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Cut. All right, we're good. Uh, thing number two. That's not McNiven. No, that, that is, is the not. That, that's big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but this is. McNiven, uh, oh, McNiven on his DC debut, yeah, yeah, man, oh, that's a good cover. It's yeah, it's a beautiful cover. I'll ask you a question uh, about that once we get to it, but I got okay. I got a question. Yeah, all right. Uh, and Robin and Batman number two. This is also not McNiven. Jeff, that's uh, a uh, Dustin Nguyen. Yes, that, I, that I recognize. That one I recognize mostly because it's also the guy who did interiors. But you know, I digress. Hey, we use our context clues on this podcast. Or at least some of us do. Speaking of the podcast, if you want to support us, get us to 500 subscribers on YouTube by hitting the subscribe button, youtube.com slash the comics pals, like the video, share it with your friends, leave us a comment in the comment section below. All that stuff's free to do and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. If you listen to this elsewhere, follow rating and a review. All those things are super important and we really appreciate them. Listen to our main show, the comic spouse, which drops every Monday this week. We actually got to interview once again, the writer of made in Korea, Jeremy Holt. They were awesome enough to stop by and talk to us about that cool book and some other things that they've got going on. So give that a listen. It's really fun. Uh, and if you're curious, we will be doing our Spider-Man No Way Home film review this weekend. So that'll drop Monday as well. Find out if I have to do something really, really horrible on that show. Tyler, I can tell you didn't listen to the most recent episode because of the face. <laughs> I didn't. Made. I didn't. Guys, it's, I'm sorry. It's, I've been it's okay. critical role. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I understand. Real quick, I'll explain so that everyone is hip. Uh, if Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire do not appear in the movie because that's been my theory for since they sure. announced yep, the yep. movie. Mm -hmm. I have to watch every single Pirates of the Caribbean film oh. and review them by myself. That's not a that's not a bad thing. Those are oh, fun. you don't know that I hate pirates with a fire. Well, I, I do know you hate pirates. I do know you hate pirates. So then there you would go. you record those too? I have to. I have to do a review here's okay here here's i'll add something to that okay if that happens to be the case i'll join you 
Okay, that what? that Good. makes it great. That's fun. No, that's not enjoy, fair. I enjoy those movies. Great. I'm a I'll big do fan that. Of the, the the theme park ride. I can tell you the differences between all. Uh, there's about three big different rides across the world. Never mind. I'm not going to get into my pirates. Uh, <clears throat> dude, we should launch a, a, a podcast a pirate about podcast? rides. No, not, <laughs> not a pirate about rides. Podcast. Yes. Oh, oh, I could totally do one about rides. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily pirates in general, but we'll we'll bring on Brian. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like like place. Pirates of the Caribbean was actually not originally going to be in Florida because Disney at the time thought uh, it's too close to the Caribbean. Nobody wants to see that. What? Wow. They they had like a Wild West thing planned and that went under. So big shock. Uh all right. Let's enough about that craziness. Let's talk Sorry, about you one of my niche interests. <laughs> uh we're gonna start with Wastelanders Wolverine number one. So this this book I chose for a couple of reasons. So the first reason is the writer. Uh Stephen S. Knight. <clears throat> who, of course, was the showrunner on Daredevil, which is pretty cool. And then I'm pretty sure was a writer on Buffy. Uh, he's joined by... <laughs> you seem less less secure on that than last week. <laughs> you know what? After I f- screwed up on who did the cover for this, oh, now I'm just, just insecure in myself. You're hedging your bets. You guys okay. made me doubt me. That sucks. You, you, can, you can do it, Sean. We, 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 <clears> thank you. We all make mistakes. We're human. That's true. Ibrahim uh, Mustafa is joining him on art and uh, Niraj uh, Menon on colors with Corey Pettit doing the letters for this one. Now, the second reason that I chose this is because I was a fan of the uh, Old Man Logan book. I thought that was awesome. Um, and I haven't revisited that world at all, I don't think, since hmm. I read that book. So Have this you- was... Did you jump in at all during Secret Wars? Okay, that was doing... the that was the other time I read. Okay. Yeah, I read, yep. yeah, yep. Um, so this is my return to that. I think they've done some things since then. I, I know yeah. there were a couple of things. So um, this is my return to that. I just wanted to check in. I didn't realize that this was a one shot, but that's okay. Um, Me neither. Yep. Yeah. What did you guys make of this story, I, Marco? I'm, I would imagine you don't really have any familiarity with this world, right? Um, I've read uh, Old Man Wolverine. Okay, uh, I, I liked it. It's a it's a cool you know sort of contained story. I know that they did the Old Man Logan stuff. Like I think it was like a twenty nineteen issue run or something, um, a few years back. But I never popped on it at any point. Um, but this was cool. I I didn't expect this to have been the world we were jumping back in. So I actually appreciated that. Oh. Um, because I, I had no context for it. I'm like, oh, Wastelanders must be like a new thing. I guess he's old. It's just an old Wolverine story. Sure. Which but, is technically um, true, but. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was fun. I, I didn't realize, like, I, I kind of uh, missed the action of that story, um, especially when they did the recap page. I thought that the baby Bruce as like a, a way of moving forward was a cool concept. Uh, it yeah. could probably be explored a little bit more. And then I got to the end and I was like, oh shit, this is a one shot. And I, I don't, I, I didn't know how to feel cause I, I saw potential in it mm-hmm. and um, I would have, I would have liked to have continued. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? So um, first of all, you, you were half right about Buffy. He was a story <clears throat> editor on Buffy, but he did write angel. So I just looked it up. All right. Okay, uh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> some, some Smallville. I know you did. You did good. You did right. Also the writer of Pacific Rim Uprising. So uh, Steam tonight's got a, got a, an interesting uh, 
resume under his belt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Old Man Logan is one of those like characters that has a very strange comic book history. There was, you know, the Old Man Logan stuff by um, that was by uh, McNiven Mark. and yeah, Millar. Millar. Yeah, yeah, Millar. Um, and it's like lauded as one of like the really good like Millar like self-contained stories that really kind of uh, I guess jump started this whole other universe really that was I guess canonically a universe once Secret Wars came around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then since then his story has kind of gotten weird. He, you know, after Secret Wars, he became the main Wolverine of the MC of the Marvel Universe, like the 616. We started like the X-Men Gold era, and he had his own series going on. That series, very good actually. Mm. Um, but that series, like so so I had read all of that before. Like I've read pretty much I would say majority of like the old man Logan stuff, not necessarily the the side, you know, things of like Hawkeye and Star Lord and stuff like that. Right. But I have read most of the Logan stuff, and um, this kind of threw me off off guard off off the bat because we we have a teen, we, we've had a teenage Bruce before in continuity. You know, like we've already gotten there. You know, it's already progressed that far. So I'm like, oh, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is the one shot, isn't it? This is just a peek into that world. So oh. I, was, I was a little disappointed in that because um, I'm like, oh, well, this is a a story in the life, uh, right. I guess. Um, but I think the art um, really kind of sucked me in. I was having a really good time with the art. Uh, and let me, uh, let me get the creative team up here. Um, artist, Ibrahim uh, Mustafa. Yeah, Ibrahim Mustafa did the art on the uh, Jean Grey uh, series back when, you know, she was young Jean Grey after, you know, during Bendis' era, which I really enjoyed that series. Um, yeah. So seeing him again is, is great. Uh, so I was kind of really drawn on the art. And once I accepted it with one shot, I was like, all right, sure. I'll, I'll go along for the ride. And it's fun. It has a baby eating a human arm. So <laughs> what more can you want? I didn't think it was like great, but I, I thought it was like a, a fun, one and done kind of story. Yeah. It was, um, it was very clean. Like it, it kind sure, of, yeah. it, it, it's not, you know, deep or anything, but it's like a good, solid story um you have that that beat that i thought was great where you know uh wolverine is confronted by the hulk you know or bruce banner and you see his the little kid the son like hulk up and you know wolverine thinks oh man now i have to fight them both or whatever but you know the kid is actually trying to protect logan that was a cool nice little moment um, I wasn't thrilled that it was Bruce returning in the suit. It makes yeah. more sense to me now that I know what you just said, that, um, you know, this is just right after, the, you know, the, the book or whatever. Um, I thought, oh, wow, this is like some time later and Bruce is still alive. I was like, oh, that's a little goofy. But um, I thought it worked really well. Like, uh, like it wasn't a revelation or anything. But if this were to be something that was going to be ongoing, I would have been like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check out issue two because this was satisfying. The art was great. And again, the night nailing the, the, the core Wolverine stuff, you get a little refresher, mm-hmm. little story, small story. If this were leading to bigger things, sure, why not? Yeah, he definitely hit all the, the right checklists, yeah. like track marks for like a one shot introduce character, introduce side characters, introduce the backstory as quickly as possible, and then yeah. reestablish the ongoing story. Like, it's it's well done. It's a very clean book, like you said, yeah. That that feels oddly fresh, um, just because I think we've been reading <laughs> yeah. a lot of... 
we've been reading a competent a lot. book feels fresh <laughs> <laughs> no the, the like the self-contained aspect of it of sure. you know you're coming into this one and done story uh because i think the stuff that we've been reviewing and reading has been these long arcs and they tell these stories over multiple issues but it was nice to just be like hey this is the story let's jump into the rest of the story and right. obviously we're not going to but being able to see that setup i think was um yeah it's well done and satisfying and the art was great for this world too mm-hmm. um i don't think every artist necessarily belongs in the old man logan verse the wastelanders verse whatever we're calling it um but ibrahim I- mustafa's style um combined with the colors uh from men in just mm-hmm. perfect for this for this space um it has that like you know western uh feel to it it, it works on that level um but it's not dirty you know it's like it's it's clean at the same time it's, i like it it's very good i, think, I do think when she, when she brought up the fact that like uh, i was kind of bummed it was bruce like i'm kind of bummed about that too like one of the cool things about this whole old man logan you know sector of the marvel universe is that you get to see weird takes on characters mm-hmm. right. and like sure it was you know a hulkbuster hulk in a way but like i don't know show me someone else show me yeah i don't know uh bullseye in wastelander verse you know although i think he's in the hawkeye stuff so i, I thought like, it I, was I, I like seeing those weird oh, oh okay. that would have been yeah. cool because he kept saying runt and that's who you yeah know, i associate true. that type of language with you were gonna say you thought it was cool to see the ghost riders tyler no, I mean, I, I thought it would be cool to see a new character we haven't seen in the Wastelander verse. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, I do like that this verse, at least is what I know of it, is not over overly populated with those people just because the idea is that they're supposed to be gone. So too many of them, and then it's like, okay, well, how many really died? Like, who else is hanging around somewhere? Oh, I see. Like it doesn't feel like the initial that initial storyline was kind of like as as I guess impactful. Yeah, if, if if too many characters are still alive, well then how many did Wolverine and them really kill? Sure. Know? Well he killed Cyclops, that much we know. <laughs> yeah, they just love <laughs> to hammer that. that home, man. Yeah, seriously. He killed his uh his threesome mate. Messed up. Care. Ooh, see. that's sad. Cyclops was right about Wolverine. <laughs> um i would say pull it it's fun if you have familiarity with yeah. the old man logan stuff i just pull it it's good yeah agreed pull it let's talk about thing this was the surprise book of last month the thing that wasn't two. here for that yeah and you were the one i think who was like high on it too like you really i were. also haven't listened to the show yet sorry guys because i have i didn't read thing until like a week ago but yeah. i didn't want to get spoiled from the show yeah absolutely um, so i don't know your your takes on it that's fun i like that so uh walter mosley is the writer here uh tom riley on art jordy belair doing the colors joe sabino on letters uh so to smarten you up tyler obviously we hated it learn oh, no, me just kidding uh, we we loved it. We thought it was brilliant. Uh, Walter Mosley was not a writer that we were familiar with. He came out of left field, knocked out of the park. Turns out he's actually like a 60-something-year-old dude, uh, maybe 50s or 60s, whatever he is. And this is his first comic. It's a fiction writer from what I yes, remember reading, writer. right? Yeah. yeah, like noir or something like that. Crime stories. 
yeah it's funny those like whenever they tap like a like a like a weird fiction writer to write a comic book it's always like a weird choice not not to pick the the writer for it but like the character they chose Mm. like i remember um it was like not new 52 but like shortly after dial h for hero came out um and they chose a fiction writer for that and at the time that book was fucking bonkers it was great because it's just like somebody with a different skew and perspective on writing sure i'm writing something but like i'm really digging this thing book it's super fun it really is i wonder if in those instances that you're referring to the writer doesn't say they don't say to the writer like is do you have a pitch and the writer goes yeah i have this thing story i've always wanted to tell you know (laughs) yeah um i could see that because this this feels like someone writing the character who's intimately familiar with you know what makes the thing tick mm. i think yeah, they're, and, um, they're, ahead, Marco. they're like willing to i guess play around in the sandbox too you know yeah because it, it kind of reminds me of the beta ray bill stuff where uh danny warren johnson just kind of comes in and takes it to wherever he wants to go and wants to explore and this feels like one of those or at least for, from these first two issues it feels like one of those stories where He's just going to drive the narrative he wants to tell using the thing, um, but in a way that stays true to his character and makes the story that much more consistent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and I think one of the other things that like about this thing story that I'm really enjoying is that Fantastic Four is typically one of the widest books you can read, you know, <laughs> and then the supporting cast of this is all, you know, black people, you know, yep. it's. You don't have to deal with, you know, uh, vanilla. Uh, I can't. I can't say cracker. That gets people banned from Twitch now. Um, but like, like the just the modern American family of of the Fantastic Four. So uh, seeing them kind of expand the supporting cast is great. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that aspect. Yeah, there's something weird going on in this book, though, right? Oh yeah, it's fucking dark. There's something going on there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to piece it together myself. Um, this issue features the thing going after a dude named Brusque, who is obsessed with an actor or singer, whatever, named Amaryllis. And he goes into this like new Manhattan where dude, I love that. It was that cool. was nuts. That was yeah. cool. underground. It- it was like, oh, yeah, all the old rich robber barons of New York City decided to make an underground New York City where they can become kings. I'm like, you know what? Plausible. <laughs> yeah, that's like not that's not the craziest premise I've ever yeah, seen yeah, by I, far. I, I, I can see it. Can yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just a cool like it'd be a cool world like in um, like Futurama where yes, all that's the what I was yep. that's what I was thinking. It was like all of the the mutants are like down below and they have their own society and shit. It's yeah. it's cool. It was like it was like Futurama mixed with like Metropolis where like it, yeah. it's this giant, you know, uh city that only the rich people control and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they also call that the Morlocks, guys. X-Men, ever heard of it? Didn't they yeah, just they kill just... them instead? <laughs> oh, oh, speaking no. of killing a whole bunch of people underground. Um <laughs> that one panel where he's like the 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 old timey uh prospector looking dude um he says yeah brus came down here and he killed a whole bunch of people and then we get like a, a, a like a quarter panel that's just hundreds of bodies and i was just like yo what this little kid seeing all this yeah like what the hell was that about yeah it was 
yeah it's like this book is super goofy but then there's these little tinges of like really dark elements Mm -hmm. which honestly it's kind of the thing's thing you know is it really in a way i feel like at his core he's this happy-go-lucky goofy kind of character um but at his soul he's unhappy he's sad it's dark he doesn't want to be who he is and i feel like that book's kind of taking that aspect of the thing and and kind of actualizing it into the actual content of the story i mean dude look at what he looks like right and also his blind girlfriend said you know what i'm sick of your shit yeah i don't want want to see you no more they were engaged dude (laughs) tyler (laughs) couldn't help it couldn't help it uh yeah i got engaged she just totally just dumps him he wasn't like it wasn't even like yeah, he did like the whole jealous thing thing, but like she's dumb. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you've already known that's Ben Grimm. Like, where's where's the big surprise? I don't know. Can we talk about Tom Riley's art? It's good, very good. It's, it's yeah, good. it's awesome. Um, this book is so great, man. Like, it very much the art style very much feels like the time that it's you know that this story is taking place in. But it has a freshness to it, too, that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. There's this one panel where Brusque is fighting the thing. I think it's early on in the story. And he punches Thing. And the next panel is this great reaction shot of the Thing being like, you really, dude? And there's a there's a tread mark on his face from the tires that Brusque oh, has on, yeah. his, on his fist. And like it's just like little things like that that are just like, ah, oh, this, is, this is what I love. It's giving me like big, you know, uh, Marcos Martin or even more, more, more of a Chris Somney kind of vibe, you know these like flat you know colors and it's it's real it's like the alex toth kind of school of art uh that i really enjoy so this yeah. is right down my i was gonna say alley but more like down my yancey street but you know so <laughs> i really appreciate the uh you know, the moments of action where, like, for example, it, you, you mentioned the dead bodies, like that whole panel's like in this like red. And then here on this page, while uh, Brusque and Thing are fighting, you've got those panels where it kind of does get into that red, uh, which is pretty cool. It's like an orangey kind of reddish thing. It's yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of using the Thing's color scheme in right. the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not like a traditional color you see, like, Sure, it's the thing you're going to see orange, but using it in storytelling, I don't feel like you really see, unless the actual yeah. environment calls for it. But mm. and it's all over. Yep. Also, I don't know where the story is going either. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, but Which I love I'm that. Totally okay with. Yeah. It, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like Marvel's kind of sweet spot right now is these weird kind of solo not like a a tier a list creative teams and characters that are like kind of doing their own thing like the kang book that that you know we read the the first issue of i'm still reading that it's really good um but just like weird stuff like that there's there's this undercurrent of really fun marvel books and i think thing is uh right up there with all of them and i i always appreciate when marvel is like that where they have their top tier books that are whatever but there are like bc books that are just like wow this is the best stuff mm-hmm. of the year when they let the creators just do whatever they want yeah the only thing that marvel's missing right now for me is just their top tier character books also being really really great right now i feel like they're kind of missing the mark 
What do you consider top tier characters like Cap, Spider Man? I would say in comics, Daredevil, Hulk, Thor, um, Namor. You know what? <laughs> Namor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the event stuff. The event stuff. Notorious I... solo comic character <laughs> Namor. I can't get with Marvel's event stuff. I don't think it's been too good over the last yeah. few. Devil's years. Reign, though. Devil's Reign, yeah, but that that's just an offshoot of sure. Daredevil, right? You consider so. that like a like a hoxpox sort of thing. Yeah, that could have just yeah. happened in Daredevil. Not not a War of the Realms. No. Okay. Yeah, I, um, get I get you. But yeah, and then the the character stuff like Cap, you know, I don't even know who's writing Cap anymore. Um, I don't I don't know. Thor is cool, <laughs> I guess. The fact that you don't even know what's going on says a lot. Spider Man is rough. I don't know. <laughs> It's not that it's rough. It's just it comes out three times a week. Like, come on, it's Marvel. Ben Riley too. Yeah, it's and it's Ben Riley. Stop it. Just <laughs> quit it. This is like you're doing the same thing you did ten-ish years ago, but you're like, but wait, now it's not even Peter. It's Ben Riley. You care about Ben Riley? No. We'll have it three times a week. So I know this is a tangent, and I will say that I am actually enjoying that Spider-Man's book. Um, and this is not a review of Spider-Man because I'm not up to date on Spider-Man. I'm like four issues behind. Um, but you think they're coming out with a movie, you'd want Peter Parker in the main Spider-Man book. Just saying. Yeah. Well, it's just like when 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 The Dark Knight was coming out and DC's like, hey, you want to know the best way to celebrate the best Batman movie ever? The biggest blockbuster of all time? Let's have Batman dead, Bruce Wayne dead, <laughs> and have an entirely different person be Batman. That's a great idea, right? Was that Dick Grayson? Was that around the time? Yeah, that was the exact same summer. Best Batman stories of the past decade. I'm not arguing with you about that. I'm just saying that that's a weird business decision. I'm a, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. It's also a weird business decision for us to not be reviewing a comic right now. So we'll shift gears. Oh, uh, pull, <laughs> pull thing. I think it's brilliant. If you want something, thing, guys, if you listen to the song, <laughs> always pull your thing. All yank right, it, yank me. your thing. Not everyone has a thing to yank, man. You can yank your friend's thing if you get permission. Stop being exclusionary, okay? <laughs> a thing could be anything that you want it to be. Yeah, but there's things you can't pull. Sometimes your thing is in your heart, though. <laughs> that's what really. <laughs> so if you can pull on your heart thing, that's troubling. Probably go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pull the thing. It's great. It's different. You'll, you'll love it if you're looking for something a little off kilter with a character that you almost assuredly love, but have never read a solo book about. It's worth this was my pick of the week out of the, the four that we're going to be talking about. So. Awesome. Oh, nice. Very good. Well, let's shift into DC and talk about their number one of the week, Batgirl's number one. I got the sweet cover. Tyler, you said mm. you had something to say about it. Well, I was going to ask both of you guys, uh, who's your favorite Batgirl? My favorite Batgirl is Batgirl, man. Yeah, I think so. Are you saying Babs? Yeah. Babs, yeah, but not not Oracle Babs. No, Babs, Babs. Babs, Babs. You, you talking like, well, there's different variations. Are you talking like, do you have a favorite era of that? Is it like Burnside? Is it Gail Simone stuff? Gail Simone. Yeah, okay. That was nuts. And And like, I love Oracle. Like, I love that sort of role for her i'm not a, i'm not a person who doesn't like that role but for me i grew up 
watching, you know, the TV show where Bat- Batgirl's there. Um, and I thought that was so cool. I thought it was crazy that Bruce Wayne had this, you know, obsession with like kid soldiers and he brought on, you know, Jim Gordon's daughter to fight later. crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is nuts. And so I really, really loved that as a kid. And when I finally got into comics, Batgirl or Barbara was not um, Batgirl anymore. And I didn't understand that. That was weird to me. And so when Gail Simone took her out of the chair, for me, that was such a cool, triumphant moment. And I really are you talking New 52? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Um, Marco, did you have an answer or? Um, uh, honestly, the only Babs that I'm anything related to Batgirl that I'm reading right now is in Nightwing. So okay, been there. She's using she's in both roles. She goes out in costume, and then she's also Oracle. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a big fan of the uh, Babs Tar uh, Brandon Fletcher Burnside run. I haven't read stuff to me. Oh, it's it's so good looking, dude. It's it's fun. She's like an app designer at the time, so like it kind of it's a little you know current, you know, but also kind of makes sense for the character it's fun. it's fun i bought the first issue of that and uh it was too different for me so I'm... very different very yeah. different yeah um i would say that this book is probably as different as that one was uh it's just so weird and uh fun and goofy it features as the name suggests the bat girls uh, we've bought, we've got um, Barbara, Stephanie, and Cassandra, uh, which is pretty cool. I like that it picks up what appears to be pretty close to directly after Fear State. Tyler, I'm sure you can speak to that. Um, pretty much and, directly after. I think yeah. uh, either Detective Comics or Batman had a Batgirls backup with this team on it. So, okay, yeah. they're on the run. They they've moved into a different part of Gotham to get away from the Seer who is basically Oracle, but bad. Um, I like the premise. I think it's fun. They get into some hijinks and stuff like that. They have to keep a low profile, but obviously that's harder for some of them to do than others. Uh, It's fun. I liked it a lot, except that the art I didn't love as much as I was hoping to. Hmm. Okay. I was the opposite. I like the art a bit more than sort of the story and the structure of it. It feels a little... Feels a little anime inspired or some manga sort of flashiness, but uh, it's kind of it has that splatter that um, what's his name, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, um, okay, and he just did a he did a book with Steve Orlando. He was on Riley Rosmo. Yep, like like yep. an anime plus yeah. Riley Rosmo kind of style, which I, I it's dug. The, it's the same guy who did uh did um uh what's that image book the me you love in the dark that we read oh get out is it really yeah that scott young book he also did middle middle west with scott young okay okay um, i've been enjoying that book so cool yeah it's but it's not something i would expect to see in a gotham book you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's 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 very different and it's weird because the batman books have kind of been skewing that way lately both of the artists that you mentioned have been in batman books yeah i believe yep. ricardo lopez ortiz was doing the Ghostmaker backups in in batman which I think you might like that, Marco. It's essentially fucking manga, but it's <laughs> it's fun. It's weird, um, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I I I really like the art. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure this book was a little too uh, quirky with the capital Q for me. Like, um, 
but I, I would give it a second issue. Like I had fun with this. Um, I like the character moments. Um, I think uh, Clunan and Conrad kind of get the characters pretty well. Um, Barbara's really being a mom in this whole thing. You know, the mo- like the mother hen of the of the group. Um, and they, you know, they know to not give Cassie too many lines. Like that's always my fear. It's like, oh, if you make Cassie talky, um, you're not doing it right. Right. Um, so Stephanie kind of really bears the weight of a lot of the dialogue in this. And I think that's fine. I think she's a real, a, a good, compelling character. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. It's, it's, it's different. It's not what I expected, but I think it is, it is fun for what it is. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know if I necessarily cared about the, the things that actually happened in the issue, like the plot of it. Um, you know, was it an oversized? It felt long. Yeah, it felt it, it felt did. long, and that was actually going to be one of my criticisms. Was that there was a point at which I was like, "Oh wow, this is cool!" I like a little bit of a, a a palate cleanser, something really different, and then it just didn't end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, well, when is this book going to end?" And by the time it ended, I, it, it almost had overstayed its welcome a little bit for me. Yeah, I almost felt like the actual cliffhanger should have been when they when they fought off those thugs and there was those weirdo construction yes. worker guys. Yes, you that's know? exactly. And then, and then it kept going. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, we're gonna keep going on this. Yep. Um, and you know, but but the 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 guys who robbed Cass, like, do I really care about that? No, she beat them up. That's typical stuff. Um, why were they able to then go on to do other things? She just beat them up. Um, they should have been arrested. Um, uh, you know, I just I couldn't find myself really caring about that stuff, but the interplay between the characters was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing the the banter was cool, um, but then seeing the actual like action, I think the the zombie workers or whatever was there, like that kind of came out of left field and felt really dissonant with the rest of what was going on. And yeah. I'm and I'm not sure with uh, with this year stuff even. Uh, so that could just be you know totally different as well but then at the end we get these uh the saints come in and that also felt dissonant because i'm i just got introduced to these zombie sort of situations and i thought we were going to continue to explore that but they they just seem to throw a lot in this a lot here yeah 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 And, and this seems to be very dependent on not necessarily reading the fear state stuff but having a cursory knowledge of it um, like these saints are magistrate officers that I guess have gone rogue since the magistrate kind of dissolved after the end of Fear State. Spoiler there. Um, so yeah, this is like probably one of the more like we read Batman last week, um, which was good, but it it just glanced over, not really glanced over the Fear State stuff, addressed it and moved on. Whereas yeah. this is like it has direct tie-ins to what happened at the end of Fear State. That's kind of expanding upon, which is fair because the backup that this kind of, you know, uh, jumps off from was during Fear State. So I get that. Um, but not necessarily everyone was reading that if they're jumping into a new number one. So um, I will say the coloring of this, very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, again, it's that weird secondary colors that I've been, you know, you know talking about, like with Mike Spicer's stuff more recently. Um, and this has kind of been a big theme of the Fear State stuff. There's a lot of greens, a lot of purples. Uh, a lot of oranges, but that one splash page where it's Cassie and Stephanie yeah. just fighting with, with like the neon yellow green in the background. I was that, that was great. It's great. Um, I, I, I'm, I really enjoy the art on this. So yeah, this is, it's a good looking book. For sure. Yeah. 
I would I would say um I would say pull it. It's fun. Um yeah. if especially if you like the Batgirls, if you like any one of them, I think they're all like fairly well represented. Um yeah, no, no, no reason not to. The art didn't light me on fire. Um, but obviously it did for these guys. So just a difference of opinion there. Um, but I, I definitely say you should pick this up. Uh, let's let's get on to my pick of the week. Same. Yep. With one oh, huge caveat that I'll okay. get to later. Okay, Robin, it's the same caveat I have. It might be. <laughs> it's possible. Is it a continuity caveat? Uh, no. Okay. Minus. Although there was something highly annoying about. I don't know let's if continuity let's, is. Let's the word, talk about. It. Let's yeah, talk about. Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lemire is the writer here. Uh, art and colors by Dustin Wen and Steve Wands did the letters. So we loved the first issue of this. It was great. Cool to see a book that's more focused on Robin at a time frame that we don't necessarily see a lot. The time between Bruce and Robin or Bruce and Dick getting together and Dick being Robin and like a happy-go-lucky kid. When Bruce first brings dick into the fold he's an angry child just like bruce was um but he finds his peace and his joy through the suit and his new life right we all know that this is that in between point right so that's what's cool about this premise can what I, can makes I this him real, real quick yeah, there yeah go ahead i feel like that's not always been the case with dick though i feel like dick's whole whole thing was that he was the antithesis to batman he wasn't you know the guy who gets into fights. He was one who always helped people. You know, he was the happy-go-lucky one of the two, at least since his origin. I feel like this is, oh, he's writing a good Damien here. Oh, he's writing a good Jason here. Um, I don't really feel Dick in this. Should have worded that differently. I don't really feel uh, Dick Grayson in this. Uh, There's little peaks of it, like the stuff with the Titans, I think, feels like Dick Grayson to me, but... Just a a tip, right? Yeah, just just the tip of it. but the the stuff in like the school of him getting in the fights with bullies and stuff like I feel like he would go about that differently. Maybe that's just me, but I I have a counterpoint. Sure. So my my first thought to that is you know he didn't start the fight right. He's he's being you know bullied and stuff like that. My second point is that we can see that the the dick that we know and love is is here right. Like sure he yeah. draws pictures and he writes in his diary and he has fun genuine fun with the titans even though there's something you know about that like he's a he wants to be the fun loving person that we know him to be is dying to break out he's just going through a rough patch and i don't think it's unreasonable that this could have been a period in in his life okay yeah I'll, i'll take that do we remember when his parents died in this story was it was it not like recent as well I think the idea is that relatively, yeah, within, you know, within a, I would imagine within probably like some months, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I consider this like Robin year one, you know? Yeah. 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 So I feel like like even that there's like angst and there's, you know, dealing with those emotions as well that I think breaks through a bit. Yeah. Totally. Um, So this issue sees us kind of seeing what Dick's life is like, like, we talked about he's getting into fights and things like that. Um, it casts Alfred very much in the light of the father figure, which is not weird at all because that's Alfred's role typically. But to Bruce's, like, not 
necessarily absentee father, but he clearly sees Dick as more of a resource than a son or even a brother or just, or anyone that he's responsible for in a real way. He even says that he's a soldier, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my problem with the book, actually. Really? Yes. I love the issue. That's not Bruce. That's- I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so I had the same feeling, but I thought that because this is also a story where we're trying to un- un- unravel Dick's own uh, happiness and his own his own character, that that's going to be the reflection. That, that's what's going to be reflected onto Bruce here. So that to me felt like, okay, this is the conflict. Oh, we just lost him. No, we lost Marco. This is the conflict that um, um, Robin and Batman. (laughs) 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 Um, I guess, I guess, should I just jump in? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, well, I I agree with you, Sean. I think the whole uh, dynamic that uh, Bruce and Robin have always had, especially Dick, is that Bruce is in a way trying to give him the childhood that he never had, you know, right. he's trying to protect that, not make him another soldier, um, which I think this is losing a bit there. Also, the watchtower didn't exist back when Batman first got robbed. Yeah. No, like, come yeah. On. Come on. That was, on. that was hard to swallow, which that's the part of this where it's like, okay, is this black label? Is the, are we yep. supposed to take this as, yep. because, uh someone i think it's hawk hawkman has an iphone <laughs> so it's a lex phone it's a lex phone let's come, you know, come on copyright um, um yeah no I, i'm with you I, am i getting to become more of a continuity stickler the older i get is what i wonder it's like because i have all this useless information in my head that i need to you know uh, uh coalesce and, and and justify you know I'm very slightly older than you, so I can tell you from experience, yes, you will. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Marco, what were you saying before uh, the internet decided to screw you over? Um, what did you hear? Actually, I'll just do it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, read, read your notes. Yeah, so... We take notes here, guys. We do, yeah. Let me, let me pull these up. Um, I I think the the soldier statement from Batman, I think, made sense because as we're trying to get to know Dick and get to know his personality and understand that he's this happy child, that's going to get reflected back onto Bruce because that's what we're trying to disarm on Bruce's end. You know, he's, he's on the precipice of going off the deep end with being Batman and being too invested in it. And the, the story there and the reason we have um, Alfred as, you know, that, that counterpoint, to Bruce's sort of uncaring is that we're trying to get him closer to Alfred. And um, by, by doing, by doing so you need to have the, the ugly of uh, Bruce and that ugly of um, Dick. And then they will help each other to become like the better people, the better, their better selves. And, And so like, for me, that made sense that he would go, you're a soldier. Like, what is the thing? Because that's what we're trying to tackle. I, I like that point a lot, but it unfortunately for me, it falls apart when you consider why did he why did he adopt Dick in the first place? It wasn't to make him a soldier. So mm. what is this? You know, if you adopted him because 
you felt for him because he went through what you went through, then you would imagine that a person would say, I want you to have what I never had, which is that goes back to the origin of Robin. That's 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 just part and parcel of the story. So it can't be both. He he didn't intend to raise a soldier. He intended to raise a child. And now this book is suggesting even even like the twist at the end where it turns out that he sent Robin uh, to be with the with the kids because he needed him to analyze what their weaknesses were, which of course turned out to be all the same weaknesses of the adults almost. But um, <laughs> he, he even that idea is like, OK, so he's not going to be a child at all. He's just he's just a monster. He's just he's just your weapon. That doesn't feel real to me. Mm. Um, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. That that aside though, and that and like again, if you see it from Marco's perspective, that makes sense too. And it validated it's validated through um like prior stories as well, where Robin is that counterpoint to Bruce's anger. I just wish they could have found a way to express that same idea in a way that doesn't cast Bruce in such an awful light. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Other than that, though, I had a lot of fun with this. Seeing the the kids and their first adventure together, that team up was super cool. Um, and Dick's awe at meeting Superman, I really liked as well meeting the whole team for that matter yeah, yeah. He's a, he's I like, like uh, yes yes sir that's cute i like i like casting garth as an emo kid like that works out for me <laughs> yeah, that was fun yeah um i i just feel like you know lemire's having a great time with mm-hmm. this uh i don't know his fandom for these characters but the fact that this book exists suggests to me that it's a story he wanted to tell and I, I think, you know, you can ask anyone. It's great when a writer gets to tell the story that that's most interesting to them. Um, that's he's probably a, why it's so good. He's he's a big superhero guy. He's doing Black Hammer um, right. at Dark Horse. So, like, you know, he's he's very comfortable, I think, handling the dynamics, you know, the looking at the tropes and being able to really dissect them and and portray them in really interesting ways. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is excellent work. This is his character work. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love him as a writer for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from an art perspective, whew, man, this is this is hot. I stuff. love Dustin Nguyen. Yeah. yeah in high stuff. school, I had to do a I was in an art class and we had to like, you know, like so she was like, I hey, just draw whatever you want. And I drew like a Dustin Nguyen cover. Look like shit. But like back then, I was just like a big fan of that stuff. So anytime i can see dustin doing 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 more batman i'm always did, for it did you do it in the watercolor i did yeah nice okay. uh, it was uh no, no no it was charcoal i did charcoal okay whoa dude what happened to your future as a comic artist um i lack initiative <laughs> all right <laughs> fair enough me too you want to team up um <laughs> This is just an awesome comic. It's it's kind of sad that there's only one left. I know. And I'm kind of hoping he wants to come back though. Or like they want to come back to this. Cause yeah. I would I, I would love like to Dustin see more. Wynn always wants to come back to Batman after a while, you know? Word. <laughs> it's like comfort food for him. <laughs> and he's so good at it. And the cool thing is that you get to keep 
trying so you keep improving. There's always a new mm-hmm. wrinkle on his on his part. It's just it's just great. Uh, I wish we had spent a little slightly little bit more time with uh, with Croc though. Well, that's he's a be- good guy, right? Like this is all going to be leading up to like him like thanking Dick for like helping him when he was they were both carnies, right? Like, oh, I hadn't considered that angle. This is going to be like a wholesome moment at the end. I don't think he's a bad guy. I like Bruce that Bruce is going to come in and just punch his lights out. It's like, no. Right. Way. Yeah, I think yeah, and Robin's going to talk Bruce down. You know, like, yep. like, no, no, this guy. I was cool with him once he recognizes I, who he is, you know. That was totally Waylon, a joke. Waylon motherfucking Jones. Me and him used to chill behind the, uh, the old dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> behind the apple Sips bob. Nectar. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, guys. Yeah, I, I think that's the answer. Well, we'll find out what next month when the when the issue three drops. Yep. Um, next year, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's oh right. look at that. Gosh, wow. Yeah. So weird. Uh, like I said, my pick of the week, definitely a must buy. Uh, it's a little more expensive. I think it's six dollars. Um, yeah, it's six bucks, but it's worth it. You know, you're getting extra pages. You're getting. Uh, amazing artwork um it's just it's just cool buy it support it um of course we're going to leave you guys with the books that we're excited for next week uh, as we close out the year like how many more of these are we even going to do we've got uh just next week right two more two more two two more more. before uh before the year is over so let's see what are we looking forward to i gotta say yeah next week for me is a jason aaron week I got, I got two Jason Aaron books coming out. Wow. Avengers Forever, number one. Okay. Which is this new Avengers of the Multiverse book that he's doing with, uh, I believe it is, looking it up, Aaron Cooter. Um, and if you look at it, it looks like uh, Tony Stark, the Iron Man of the, uh, the Ant-Man of the future. Right. Uh, is getting together as multiversal team of Avengers. And like, if you look at that cover, it's just a smorgasbord of like weird Marvel shit that I love. Like Captain Carter is on there, um, Speedball is on there, uh, Goliath is on there, the Avengers Era Beast, uh, 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 what is it, Doctor Druid is on there as well, uh, Kill Raven, I think Volstag Thor. It's got a lot of weird shit on there, and I'm all about that kind of multiverse or Avenger, multiversal Avenger stuff. And then next week it's also King Conan number one by Jason Aaron and Mahmoud Asrar. Oh. Huh. The the team who did Conan when it was first introduced into the Marvel Universe uh, coming back to continue their story with King Conan. Uh, and I really enjoyed that run. I thought that was really fun, you know, sword and sorcery kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see that again. I dig that. How about you, Marco? Uh, so I found a Junji Ito book. Mm. It's coming out, uh, Deserter. It's some, I guess, a, a story collection. So not one of like the larger story things, but you know his individual anthology sort of uh, one-off stories. And anytime he does, I like one get, a year at this point, he does, and I don't hate that. Yeah. Like, I, give me more. Like he's he's such a fast yeah. artist too. Um, but yeah, I definitely excited to read any more Jinjo Ito stuff. He's excellent, and um, a cat Catwoman, uh, Lonely City is actually. Yep. Issue number two is coming out next yeah. week. I, I wasn't as high as you guys were on it, but I love Cliff Chang. 
And mm-hmm. so I, I want to see more. Um, so definitely looking to pick it up. Yeah, you know what? Uh, for me, I'm going with Batman One Dark Knight, number one, by Jock. Would. Yep. Yeah, Jock is one of the greatest uh, Batman artists ever, I think. And he's writing this one too, right? Yeah, and he's writing it. Oh, which yeah. Is pretty cool. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go hard for this one. Um, this is a seven dollar comic, and I do not care. And anybody who's gonna <laughs> write in and judge me, oh, you're not supposed to buy comics that expensive anymore. Listen, dude, this is jock and jock, okay? Like, I'm in. Um, and the premise is pretty cool too. It's basically this idea that there's a villain who has taken the power out um, of, of Gotham. Uh, powers out and Batman has to figure out who's doing it and you know go through this one really terrible night in Gotham and City. Jock wrote to his strengths there by turning the lights off. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is gonna be cool. Um you know there's just some creators who whatever they do you gotta tune in for it and Jock on Batman is that's must see TV. You, you just have to uh, and then you know what? How about a double dose? We'll go with Batman Catwoman number nine. Oh, are you reading that? Yes, yes, I am. How do you feel about the uh, Liam Sharp uh, art change on that? Clay Man is my man. Yeah, I know, man. It's... Tom King just got an, a, announced as uh, doing a new Batman series coming out next year. So, yeah, yeah, dude um... is just gonna keep going. Which is weird. I thought like he would jump off the Batman train, but sure, fine, whatever. Money talks. Yeah, that, exactly. that is true. <laughs> and you know what? Just one last one. I got to throw this out there. Trial of Magneto number five. Mind you, not the biggest fan of Trial of Magneto, right? But Leah Williams, Marco, you are muted, but I got you, buddy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> In spirit. Yes. Uh, Leah Williams. Um I really get lost in her plots. Um, and uh, I want to see what the finale is going to look like. Is 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 Magneto guilty or uh, is he not? You know, is he going to be in the book? That's I think that's the question. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see if Magneto's in the book. <laughs> he's actually not in the promo images for Destiny of X. So maybe. He is going to go to jail in this. He book. is. He is, though. He's in the, the big group shot by Lanil Yu. He's in his purple, purple gear. Oh, that's right. He's oh, no, you're right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not him that's not in it. It's, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, then I keep, I keep tabs on my boy. You know, I guess the book's over. Trial of Magneto <laughs> is unnecessary. I hope that I hope the final issue is just a, a whole jury discussion. Like, I, I was would, hoping like, for something like I that. I honestly give me a trial book. I guess we're getting She-Hulk next year. I'll get plenty of that when that comes out. Yeah, so. fair enough. All right. That's going to do it for us here on this week's reviews. Let us know if there are books that you want us to review that we're not. We're open to it. Uh, listen to our Image Comics reviews, which drop every Wednesday. This week, we put out reviews for Primordial number four and uh, New Burn number two. Sorry to all the Spawn fans. We didn't have access to King Spawn number five this week, and we don't know why. Uh, hopefully, that will change with the next King's Spawn release. decree, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it doesn't, we'll move the Spawn reviews here, whatever we have to do to keep you guys happy. Listen to... Yes, Tyler, you 
you will have to become <laughs> you know, your contact quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyler, it's good now. It's good. That's the thing. It's good now. That's we the one it. not written by McFarlane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right, King right, Spawn right, is right. is written by Sean Lewis, who is proving himself. And then also uh, Rory McConville's writing time, uh, who's writing time before time, is now writing the main Spawn book. Maybe, maybe. Sean Lewis. Lewis, I'm not sure I want to read a book by a guy with two first names. So I don't trust that. That's fair. (laughs) I I won't argue with you there. Uh, Listen to our main show, which drops every Monday. Listen to us discuss Spider-Man No Way Home in our review that's going to be dropping also on Monday. Stay tuned for all that good stuff. Listen to find out if I will have to suffer through all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I really hope I don't. Well, you you best start believing in ghost stories. Because you're in one. Dude, I believe in (laughs) God. And God's name is Kevin Feige. And I prayed (laughs) on this week's podcast to Kevin to deliver me from evil. Evil is pirates. Evil is Johnny Depp. Honestly, honestly. uh, um, All right, Amber Heard. Um... (laughs) Damn. I, think, I think that would, that would turn, <laughs> turn your opinion around if you watch those movies. They're they're dumb fun. I really don't, dude. And if you really believe that, you do not know me. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's good stuff. I it can't is. do it, man. I really hate pirates. No, this dude. Not, you could drink rum and watch pirates. Oh my no, god. This is See, not a gimmick. No, Sean. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, my attitude. You want, me to send you, like a, you want me to send you one of those Google Cardboard VR headsets, and I can send you some Pirates of the Caribbean ride-through videos that are in 360. <laughs> no. VR. Okay. No. Okay. I don't right. like okay. pirates, dude. Okay. All right. I can't explain it in any Kyrie other way. Sane. You weren't a Kyrie Sane fan back when she was in WWE. Oh, uh, like with her little... yeah. okay. She broke. She broke. Go. She. She. She pierced through that. Uh, right. That fair, hatred. Fair, you know. Fair. Yeah. It's like, never mind. I'm just going to end the show instead. Okay, all right. We're going to go watch AEW. See you, bye. (laughs) We're going to go watch AEW. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week, for Tyler and Marco, I'm Sean saying take care, guys. See you guys.